Hi, Todd. How are you? Good. How are you doing today? Good. So um, thanks for joining us again on the Highway Safety Gang podcast. Um, today, we're going to talk all about the, um, the Steer Clear Law in Pennsylvania and um, the work that you're doing to um, make people aware of the Steer Clear Law and uh, also work on whether, you know, the name Steer Clear is helping with knowing uh, what the law is about. So can you talk a little bit about the Steer Clear Law in Pennsylvania? Yeah, in, in Pennsylvania, the Steer Clear Law uh, says that you must, if, if you approach a responder on the side of the roadway and the responder is a police officer, firefighter, ambulance, tow truck with lights flashing, or a PennDOT or uh, turnpike vehicle with the lights flashing. So it doesn't matter as, as long as the vehicle's on the side of the road with the lights flashing, you should try to move over to the adjacent lane if you're able to. If you're not able to move over the adjacent lane, you should slow down to a safe and prudent speed, which is the way the steer clear law is written in Pennsylvania right now. So it doesn't tell you you have to slow down to, you know, 10 miles per hour below the speed limit or 11 miles per hour below the speed limit, but just to slow down to a safe and prudent speed while you pass if you cannot get over safely. So, you know, the, the preferred approach is to, to move over as far as you can or steer clear of the responder, but if you can't do that. So the first offense is a up to a $250 fine. The second offense is up to a $500 fine. And the third offense is up to a $1,000 fine. Uh, there could be a license suspension for the third and subsequent offenses as well as part of the current law. Right. And um, as part of the clear, I would say, series, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to someone from the Pennsylvania State Police. And I'm also going to talk to an emergency responder. Um, but we've had, um, even up until two weeks ago, we had someone in Hazleton get killed. Uh, who was working construction at in the middle of the morning? And it goes one or two a.m. And uh, you do a lot of work with uh, with these uh, people that have got killed by motorists in construction zones. And you don't just focus on Pennsylvania on all over the country um, uh, just to bring awareness to this. Yes. So I work with a group called Emergency Responder Safety Institute. And, and we work and we track the numbers nationwide uh, for Federal Highway. So there's three of us that track these numbers uh, nationwide of emergency responders struck and, and killed. So in 2020, there have been 31 emergency responders struck and killed already uh, nationwide. There have been two killed in Pennsylvania so far. Uh, Matt Smelzer, a paramedic that was struck and killed on Interstate 70 on January 5th. And then Tyler Laudenslager, who was struck and killed July 21st uh, while working for H&S Towing on Interstate 78 in uh, Berks County. Uh, Tyler was also a volunteer firefighter as well. Uh, last year, 2019 numbers, you know, 44 emergency responders struck and killed uh, nationwide. In Pennsylvania, we've had 151 emergency responders struck and killed all time. You know, we've had 70 PennDOT workers 40 turnpike workers struck and killed. So these numbers, you know, are, are going up because people aren't paying attention and, you know, uh, it's a serious problem. 
Now, do you see um, a pattern? I mean, are these um, could are these happening any time of the day? Are they happening? Uh, you know, are you seeing more of a pattern where it's happening early morning or at night? It, it's really any time of the day. It, it's, you know, we, we do have a, a large number of these struck by incidents happening at night or in inclement weather. Uh, but, you know, they, they still happen any time because people are driving. Uh, we call them D drivers. So they're driving drunk, drugged, drowsy, distracted. And basically just plain dumb, you know, driving down the road, eating a bowl of cereal, shaving, putting makeup on and doing everything except for what they're supposed to be doing, which is driving. Right. Uh, exactly. Because, you know, distractions are huge um, nowadays. Like you just mentioned, um, we we talk a lot about distracted driving um, in our program on our podcast. Uh, we had a mom whose son got killed by a distracted driver. He uh, reaching for his phone. So there are a lot of distractions. And it's kind of um, when, you know, we think about bus safety, when we talk about school bus, like, how can somebody miss a big yellow bus with lights and still, you know, pass them or, you know, have a child get hurt or killed? And it's the same thing with construction zones, like how not see, you know, the, the everything set up the workers, the lights, Um Obviously, you have to be, like you said, one of those D's um, for this to happen for the for it's just careless driving and um, you really you're not paying attention. Yeah. The reason why it happens is, is, again, because people aren't looking at the windshield. You know, so even taking your eyes off the road for five seconds at 55 miles per hour, you travel the length of a football field. So, you know, think about that. I reach down to grab something off the seat. I grab, you know, the, the cheeseburger I have sitting there because I want to eat and drive while I'm, I'm doing that. Uh, and, and we're all guilty. You know, we, we, we shake our head and say we never do a lot of this stuff, but, but you know, we really do. You know, I, I usually ask in my class when I teach a class, how many people are, are these D drivers? And, and very few people, one or two, raise their hand. And it's like, come on, you know, you're, you know I know you're lying to me. You know you're lying to me. Let, let's just admit it and, and admit that there's a problem here. And try to resolve that problem and try to work, you know, to, to do a better job in the future. Right. Because we know that with distracted driving, um, we talk a lot. And when I do programs, especially in high schools, I tell uh, the students that there's no such thing as multitasking. Your brain cannot multitask. It switches from one thing to another. You might be driving. Your brain is concentrating on the driving when you're listening to the radio, your brain switches and listens to the radio. So you really can't multitask, but we are in a generation now where, um, and it's not just the teen drivers, it's really the millennials, the gen, the you know Generation Z and all those. We're just used to being in constant distraction. We're, we're used to having our phone, our kids, the radio, makeup, this and that, because we're busy. We have to go from here to there, and we're just used to, and, you know, it's, it's with uh, crime and deaths going up, uh, or, uh, you know, around the state and around the country. Um, what about, um, now, talk a little bit about the Steer Clear name. Uh, is Pennsylvania the only Steer Yeah, so all, all 49 other states use something other than Steer Clear, and, and I think that causes some confusion. As it is, it's estimated that 70% of drivers don't necessarily understand what the move over law is. So compound that with Pennsylvania, where we now call ours steer clear law, uh, we don't get the consistency that you get from other states. You know, 
move over, move over. You know, we, we preach that, we preach that. Uh, but when, when you have a, a different name, it, it makes things a little bit uh, tougher for people to, uh, to do that. So I, I personally feel that, that steer clear puts us at a disadvantage in Pennsylvania to try to promote the law. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're trying to work to get that change to move over to be consistent. You know, it's, it's like any brand, you, you know, you want to have some identity brand identity. Uh, so it, you know, federal highway, you know, national, uh, highway safety transportation agency, you know, all those places put out stuff about move over, you know, nobody puts out stuff for steer clear except us in Pennsylvania. So we did, uh, try to work on that. Right. Yeah. And, and that to have um, you know, uh, that everybody understands and, you know, and, and that it will be easier to remember and they know what it means because they're clear. Um, some people I know because we do programs, they don't, they don't remember what the law is. They never heard of the law. And, um, we do try to educate, obviously that's our job is on every law, um, especially the steer clear law, but talking about moving over it's something very simple um point and you know we talk about uh how you know something simple like that will get stuck in your head kind of like click it or ticket you know it's mm -hmm. it's a no-brain and it's straight to the point um so what what other things are uh you know you and you know this group that you belong to or agents are you trying to do to uh get the word out on the dangers of you know, the emergency getting injured um, because of people not moving over. I think it's, it's a lot of it's public awareness and public education. So trying to make sure that people are informed of that, the fact that this is happening and, and at the numbers. So I, I had some conversation with, with some people that have helped me track some numbers. And on average, from all the information that I have and, and what they have is that two responders are, are struck every day in this country. So two, uh, two responders, not necessarily, they don't have to be injured. They don't have to be killed, but two a day. And right now we're at like one every nine days uh, to be struck and killed. You know, we often forget about those responders that have been struck and injured that are struggling to recover. And, and we have a number of those in Pennsylvania. Uh, so we're trying to tell their stories and give them a platform to tell their stories um, because we don't want them to be forgotten, quite frankly. Uh, it, it, it's sort of easier to uh, push them out of your mind and, uh, you know, we're going on with our lives and we're all busy doing something, but we have to think about those other responders. So being able to educate not only the responders, but the public uh, it is key. We did some slow down, move over uh, education at, at the Giant Center in Hershey's uh, several years ago. We partnered with the Turnpike, PennDOT, EmergencyResponderSafety.com, uh, the Towing Association, uh, Pennsylvania Towing Association and local and state police. And, and I was amazed at the number of people that came up, you know, as we had our booth set up and, and we, I had video playing and, and showing them what we're talking about that really didn't know what, you know, the move over law was that was confused about it. So it was nice to be able to meet people and educate them on that, but that's what we need to do more of. Absolutely. I agree. And, and education is a great tool and the education, um, we always need the enforcement there because they have to enforce, you know, the laws. And I mean, I know that uh, sometimes I don't know how it is on the turnpike, but I know that sometimes that, you know, for the move over law, um, sometimes 
local and state police will try to have two. So one, one is watching the emergency service worker obviously do the work they need to do on the side of the road. But then there's another police car that's looking out for, for those who are not moving over or going too fast, you know, past the, uh, the incident. And um, I mean, enforcement is also a huge, you know, huge puzzle when it comes to curbing this dangerous behavior. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, in the past, uh, since 2018, uh, through uh, earlier uh, last month, the state police have written over 7,000 citations in Pennsylvania. They've written about 3,500 written warnings. Uh, so, you know, they are out trying to enforce it. And, and I'm fortunate that on Troop T on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, uh, our troopers in Troop T uh, really enforce the uh, steer clear law. Uh, so uh, we need to all partner with them, you know, whether, uh, you know, whether you pull them over and you and you try to give them some education or you give them the citation or whatever, but you know we need to get the point across that people need to understand that this is happening every day, and you know we need to to do the you know the, your podcast is, is a great way to get this out, and we need to get it out to the news, and we need to make sure that when fire companies and other responders are talking about some of the other issues they do, that, that you know October is traditionally uh, uh, fire prevention week. You also need to start sharing that. Uh, move over message doing doing that because it you know, a lot of times roadway incidents are more dangerous for them than than a, a uh, structure fire. Uh, so, you know, we got to make sure that we get the message out on what's killing us and what's injuring us. Right. And I think uh, that that's an excellent point where, you know, local and state uh, police, local fire departments, um, EMS, paramedics, um, they could all benefit from uh, you, you know, promoting in their communities the steer clear law uh, with their own message because, like you said, that you know they could be. I mean, it's not just structure fires; they they run um, accidents, crashes all the time, and they could you know easily be one that is killed. You know, can't, it's just not a penned out worker; it's not just a construction worker. It could be, like you said, an emergency service worker. So. Um, I want to thank you for coming on today. Okay, so we are continuing our talk about Pennsylvania's um, steer clear law. And we talked with Todd from the uh, Pennsylvania Turnpike about some things that he's been doing um, to help get the word out on the uh, steer clear law. So today we are going to talk again with Bob Carpenter and... um, Bob is also a paramedic, so he has experience with going on to calls um, where there might be um, a situation where there are cars on the road and maybe, um, you know, the steer clear law obviously would come into play. So, uh, Bob, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, your role when you get um, called to a crash or some kind of emergency on a roadway on the interstate? Uh, what are some things that you do to help motorists know that you guys are there, um, you're preparing for, you know, whatever you need to do um, as an emergency service worker? 
Okay, so generally uh, when we get dispatched uh, to, on the 81, the turnpike or wherever it might be, um, the ambulance will go out. It's usually a motor vehicle accident, but occasionally you get a medical call out, out on the, uh, those roadways as well. Um, and you always want to make sure that you have a blocker, another vehicle that's behind you, behind the ambulance. So if a vehicle does get struck by a vehicle, um, it's, it's that blocker vehicle rather than the ambulance itself. Okay. So, um, do, have you experienced this situation where drivers are not paying attention, uh, not moving over or, you know, can you think of a situation where you had like a close call or someone you were with had a close call? Absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, when you're out on the roadway, it doesn't matter if it's a, a rural roadway or one of the interstates. Uh, generally, uh, the drivers are distracted by uh, the situation that's going on, the lights uh, on the roadway. Uh, generally, um, you, you have people that don't move over. Um, you have people who are distracted. I've seen uh, vehicles on 81 lose control. Um, you know, add an accident scene by not paying attention and watching what's going on at the scene rather than the roadway ahead of them um, and striking other vehicles going into the median. Um, so, like I said, you know, you have lights, uh, you know, f ambulances, fire trucks, police, um, whatever it might be, construction vehicles, they're a distraction in itself. Uh, so, you know, we have to you know, provide the education to the motorists and make sure that the motorists understand the move over law or the steer clear law um, to assure that, you know, it's it's more knowledgeable out there and that we have more people moving over, at least in the other lane. Um, there's a lot of education that can be provided on, uh, on being distracted by those scenes as well. Um, you want to make sure that you get through the access scene, the construction zone, and you don't end up... Uh, in an accident yourself right that that's a great point because you know when we talked to todd from the pennsylvania turnpike who is very um active in promoting this law and um he gave us um numbers on uh, emergency service workers uh throughout the state and throughout the country really who've been killed by this um but a great point is that you're putting yourself at risk because if I mean, we've all been there. We've all been coming up to a construction zone or a crash, and um, it, we wonder why it's slowing down. And mostly it's because, well, you're slowing down because of the incident, but they're looking at the incident. They're looking at what happened. Everybody's curious. Um, and if they, you know, or they become distracted, and so you yourself as a motorist can end up injuring yourself or killing yourself or somebody else because you're not paying attention to the road. Instead, you're paying attention to the incident that is occurring. So that's a really good point. And what about the name Steer Clear? Um, Todd mentioned that there are a lot of states that call it the move over law. Um, he's looking into possibly changing the name um, of Steer Clear to move over. So what do you feel about the name Steer Clear? I mean, do you think that... Um, you know, it's something that people know what to do when they hear that law. 
So as an emergency responder, I understand steer clear, but um, I believe that the move over law, um, I believe that move over is more simplistic um, than steer clear. And I believe that the general motorist would understand uh, the move over law more clearly than the steer clear law. So I, uh, I, I do support the name change. All right. Well, either way, I mean, um, you know, when we do programs, we do talk to teen drivers, um, mature drivers, drivers in general. We do talk about this steer clear law. Um, we try to promote it as much as we can. But again, um, you know, motorists are are distracted. That's just what it comes down to. They're distracted, whether they have their phone, changing the radio, looking at an incident, have children in the car. Um, you know, we've talked about distracted driving a lot on the podcast. And so uh, what we really need is for motorists to pay attention to what's at hand, keep themselves safe, um, keep everybody safe by, um, you know, moving over safely if you see an incident and um, paying attention to the road so you can keep yourself safe. So thank you, Bob, again, for talking on the podcast and especially today about the Steer Clear Law. Thank you for having me.